0: When I was a teenager, I remember going with my parents to buy a new car. The car certainly wasn't for me, no matter how much I begged and pleaded with the might of my new driver's license. The car was for my mother. She had gotten into a minor accident, which our insurance company had deemed major enough to cover the cost for a new car. It was one of the few positive interactions I would ever have with insurance companies. I distinctly remember this day because I remember the salesperson that we dealt with or rather tolerated. He was the stereotype for a slimy salesman who would pat your back and keep repeating your name in an annoying fashion. If you could create an untrustworthy salesperson in a lab you would come up with this man. Things went quickly because my parents were in a buying mode and it showed plainly on their faces. They were busy people and just wanted to get in, get the car, and get out. This type of sentiment is like blood in the water for salespeople. The negotiations went quickly and I noted that the salesman didn't bring up the price until as late in the process as possible. Every time my father tried to clarify, he would say something like, Right, we'll get to that right after this, I promise. Just a couple more things to hammer out. He was drawing my parents deeper and deeper into the process, and when he finally presented the price with all of the amenities my parents wanted, power windows, air conditioning, a CD player, he presented a figure that made my parents gasp. In particular, my father looked shell-shocked, like he had just witnessed a robbery in the street. In hindsight, he had anchored the price exceedingly high so as to reduce the amount of wiggle room my parents had. In other words, because the quoted price was high, it was innately assumed that you couldn't work too far down from it, even if you wanted to. Three quarters of the price was still extremely high. Little did he know my parents were raised in a culture where you were mocked if you didn't try to get a good deal on anything you purchased. They had grown up going to small markets, and haggling was second nature to them. Once my parents set their own anchor to a far lower price, the salesman began to squawk about how the decision had to be made quickly, within the hour, because his supervisor had imposed some quote on him and the cars were selling at a fast pace. I remember my father standing up, walking outside the salesman's office and looking around theatrically. When he returned he said, there is only one other potential customer here and he is looking at a different car. In what appeared to be the salesman's final argument to seal the deal at a higher price, he tried to get me on his side by appealing to my sense of desperation of wanting to drive. He said things like, Kid, if your father doesn't pull the trigger, you can't hang out with your friends. Little did he know I had a strict curfew and could never hang out with my friends regardless. He had tried to make an ally out of me, but I already disliked him, so I would never have agreed with him. In the end, my parents walked out with the car they wanted at the price they wanted. This battle of wills was forever emblazoned in my brain as an example of when people tried to make an independent decision only to be boggled using covert manipulation and fallacies in human reasoning designed to generate a specific outcome. The salesman was trying to pull one over our eyes and make us brain fart, have a momentary lapse in our collective judgment. Humans make poor decisions and exhibit seriously flawed thinking on a daily basis. Our brains try so hard to make sense of the world that it actually works against them. Combine that with emotional thinking and a tendency to jump to conclusions and what do you get? A profoundly flawed brain which makes suboptimal decisions, frequent flaws and farts in logic and reasoning. In brain fart, I wanted to shine a flashlight into the depths of our brains and expose why we do what we do in such peculiar ways. We think we are driven by logic and reason, but it appears that common sense isn't really as common as we'd like to think. That car ended up being passed down to me years later, and I found it profoundly funny that my parents had left the price sticker on the interior top of the front windshield as a reminder of their triumph that day. Here's to uncovering the hidden ways we act against our best interests.